0: Few instructions before we start. So, if you would, everybody would follow these directions except for Cecil. Would you stand up? Put your hands over your head. Put your hands out in front. Hands over your head. Okay, you can sit back down. (laughs) Now, (laughs) (laughs) you (laughs) have. I just ask you to sit down. Okay. Now, everybody stand back up. Hands over your head. Hands in front. Hands up here. Whoever wants to do What are you doing?
1: Hokey pokey. Everybody
0: sit back down. You're doing the hokey pokey. You're just checking to see if my knees don't want to go the yeah. Right I, I was going to say, mention something about Greg's message but I'm not going to say it now <laughs> he's not cooperating you know, last week Greg talked about um, integrity and honor not, and not compromising in matters of ethics and morality and um, you know, not allowing power and control to be the things that motivate us but really to rather let that the truth would stand. And so, you know, I've been thinking about what he said, and um, today's scripture is a really large scripture, and I've been told I don't do well with large scriptures, so it's 13 chapters long. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> but I'll just follow Carol's lead, and I'll tell this story. So, um you know, I really, I want to, I really, the things that we've talked about this morning, you know, I feel like I have a point to make. It may take me a while to get there, so bear with me. And so, I want to I tell you a story, and um, it's about something that happened a long, long time ago in a far, far away of land. Um, but that kind of sounds like a fairy tale, but this is really a true story. So to put some meat around it, about 3,700 or 3,900 years ago, somewhere in that time frame, um, in a land called Canaan, there was a man whose name was Jacob. So now you know it's a a real true story. Jacob had 12 sons. Uh, One of his sons' name was Joseph. Happened to be his favorite son. And at age 17... He was taking care of the sheep with his brothers, but he came home and gave a bad report about his brothers. Well, that didn't sit very well with his brothers. Uh, they, they could not speak peaceably to him. That's what the Bible says. They never could speak even peaceably to him. So, um, but, you know, life goes on. And the brothers went off, the older brothers went off and took the sheep to another area. And um, Jacob asked Joseph to go and check on them. So he goes to check on them. They see him coming. And they're thinking, probably another bad report. It's getting ready to happen. Why don't we just kill this guy? Let's just kill him and be rid of him. But Reuben said, no, let's just put him in a pit. Thinking, really, I'll just... I'll just go and rescue him for dad later. So they put him in a pit. And they're sitting there eating. And then um, the Ishmaelites, the caravan of Ishmaelites come. They're on their way to Egypt with their stuff. And um, so Judah says, why should we kill him? Let's at least make some money off this deal. We'll sell him. And um, then we'll all be better off for that. So that's the action plan. They sold him to the Ishmaelites and, um, for 20 shekels of silver. And Joseph was taken to Egypt and sold as a slave. You all know this story, and I'm sorry, it's going to just take a while to get there because of the point I want to make. Um, so he sold as a slave the guy that happens to buy him, his name is Potiphar. He's the captain of the guard for the number one person in the country, Pharaoh. And so he works for uh, for Potiphar and he does everything Potiphar asked him to do. He does it. He does it well. He does it so well, Potiphar gives him more things to do. And Potiphar thinks, wow. This guy is a gold mine. It was a great investment. And so he just basically turns over everything to him. And the Bible says that the Lord was with Joseph. And so basically Potiphar says, you're in charge. You're just right under me. And so he has this free will to take care of everything that this captain of the guard has. But his wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And saw that he was nice looking, smart, efficient, all those qualities. And she began tempting him and asking him to come lie with her. Day after day now, he, he's faced with this. Every time he goes in, he's faced with this. This is a man of integrity. If there ever was a man of integrity, it's Joseph.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He just refused. Mm-hmm. Over and over he refused. And then one day, there weren't any men in the house. So when he went in, she asked the same thing she'd always asked, and he did the smart thing. He just took off and ran. I mean, I, the Proverbs tells us to run from evil, and that's what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she, he left his cloak, and she made up this story about it. And unfortunately, Potiphar believed the story, and threw him in jail. So here he is in jail, falsely accused. The jailer asked him to do things. Well, everything he does, he does well. jailer says, this guy's really trustworthy. I think I'll just give him more stuff to do. And so everything he gave Joseph to do, he didn't worry about it anymore. He didn't go check on him or anything. He knew he could do it. He was dependable. Everything he did was right and good. And before long, um, a couple of other guys were thrown in the same area. The cupbearer of the Pharaoh, you know, and the baker. Well, they both had dreams. Um, So Joseph comes in one day and he sees their face and they look concerned. You know, sometimes you can tell when people are concerned. Mm -hmm. You know, you can just see it on their face. So he asks, What's wrong? And the cupbearer says, I had a dream, but I don't understand it. Um, He says, Well, tell me the dream. God's an interpreter of dreams. Tell it to me and let's see. And so he tells him his dream, dream, you know, about this vine with these three branches on it and has these buds come on it. The buds turn to grapes. He squeezes the grapes into the Pharaoh's cup. Joseph thinks for a minute and he says, well, basically I think this is what God's saying. In three days, the Pharaoh's going to raise you up and restore you to your position. He thought, wow, I like that. Well, the baker's sitting there, he thinks, well, I had a dream too. Maybe I'll get the same good report. He tells him his dream. There were three baskets on his head. You know, with stuff for the, for the Pharaoh. But the birds came and ate out of it. He said, well, in three days, the Pharaoh's going to lift you up as well. It's going to lift your head off. Well, in three days, it was the Pharaoh's birthday. And everything happened. Just like Joseph said. And Joseph told the cupbearer, he said, you know, when you get up there, please mention my name to the Pharaoh because I've been falsely accused and I shouldn't be here. But we know he didn't ha- it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And so for two years, he's still in prison. And so the Pharaoh eventually had a dream. We all know this. The dream about, he's had this dream. He was down by the Nile. Seven fat cows came up out of the Nile And was eating in the reeds And then they were standing there And then seven lean and ugly cows Came up and stood beside them And so those ugly cows Ate the fat cows But they were still ugly and lean And then he had another dream Which was the the one about The the sheaves Of grain Seven good grain And then one where it was blighted And withered And so he, he called his magicians. They couldn't answer. They, they said, we don't know. We don't know what it means. And then the cupbearer remembered him. So he says, hey, there's a guy in prison. He, answer, he He interpreted two dreams I know, and it happened exactly like he said. Why don't we at least give him a chance? He says, none of your guys are doing anything. So they call him. You know, Of course, they have to get Joseph You know, ready. He can't go from a prison right before the Pharaoh. So they get him ready, he goes in, and um, the Pharaoh says, well, I understand that you can interpret dreams. And he said, no, I can't. I don't know how long he paused right there, but he said, no, I can't. But God can. God can, And God will give you a favorable re- uh, report. And so he listened to the Pharaoh's dream, and, and he told him the meaning of it. You know, He said, Well, there's going to be seven years of plenty, and then it's going to be followed by seven years of famine that are so bad, nobody will remember the years of plenty at all. And he said, what you need to do is get a wise person that can go ahead and prepare for that. Not like our government, where we just push things down the road. (laughs) We'll deal with that in year seven of of the year of plenty. The, the Pharaoh was, you know, listened to me. And, and so unexpectedly, I think for Joseph, he said, well, you seem pretty smart. You seem to know what you're doing. I want you to do that. And so he goes from being in prison to being second in command in the entire country at this time. And so he begins to do what he knows to do. He builds these storehouses. He starts storing grain, more grain than they can even begin to keep an inventory of. And then comes the famine. So year number two, the famine is so bad, it's in it's in the whole region. And so Jacob says to his sons, we're going to die. But I understand they've got grain and they're actually selling it to, to other countries. Go down there and get us some. Take some money and go get it. And so they go down and they're before Joseph. Joseph recognizes them. They don't recognize him because he looks like an Egyptian. He's all shaven. And, and so he asked them a bunch of questions. He says, you guys, you guys are not Egyptians. You, you're spies. You've come to spy out our land to see where we're weak now. No, no. This is who we are. We just came to buy some grain. No, I think you're really spies. He says, um, he asked about their family. You know, he says, well, how about your dad? You got any other brothers? He asks all these questions. And so, he says, I still think you're spies. I'm going to keep one of you. You're going to stay in prison until you all go back and get this younger brother you're talking about. That way I'll know you're telling the truth. So, they agree. They get their grain. They head off. They stop to feed the donkeys. They open the bags. Their money's in the bag. And they're thinking, oh my goodness, we are in trouble now. Mm -hmm. So, they don't go back. They go home and say, Dad... This is the story. This is what happened. And here's our money. And he says, look, I'm a man of integrity as well. It took a long time for Jacob to become a man of integrity, but he became a man of integrity. Take the money back. It's not ours. Take it back. We can't take it back, Dad. He said he's not going to see us if we don't bring our little brother with us. How does he know? You even had a little brother. What'd you tell him that for? Why well, he was asking us all these questions? So we're not sending Benjamin. He says I lost J- Joseph, which mm-hmm. is my favorite. Simeon is in prison down there, and you want to take you want to take Benjamin? Oh huh? No, I'm not taking him. Mm-hmm. So there's a standoff until they run out of food, mm-hmm. and then Judah comes and says, look, Dad, we have got. Go get some more food, and you have got to let Benjamin go. Reuben volunteers. Says, "Look, if he, if he doesn't come back, kill my two sons." Mm-hmm. Judah said, "Look, I will I will vouchsafe for him. I will I will be a pledge for his safety that he will return." And so finally, Jacob agrees to let him go, and so they go down. And of course, you know what happens. Uh, they get there. They they t- they talk to Joseph's aides. say "Look." Our money was in our bag, and he, we brought it back. Here's the money. We don't we don't want you to think anything's wrong with us. He said, and said. Besides that, our dad has sent all kinds of other gifts to show our good intention. And the aide says, "Don't worry about it. Your God is a God that provides, and I'm the one that put the money in the bag." He said, but I said the 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 ruler, the man that you that said to do that wants you at his house. For dinner tonight And of course they're thinking He's going to get us alone And that's when we're going to all be put in jail So they go They get ready for dinner Joseph comes home They all sit down Joseph sits separately because Egyptians Will not eat With The Israelites With Koreans (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible isn't it now we know what nationality Greg is, right? He just needs to finish
1: shaving his off.
0: That's right. That's right. You got too much hair, Greg. <laughs> so Joseph sets separately, but they take food from Joseph's pl- table and go and serve them. But gosh, Benjamin gets five times as much food as the rest of them do. And so. They're in, enjoying this time, and then after the meal, Joseph tells the aide, "Look, give them their grain, put their money back in the bags, and here's my silver cup. Put it in Benjamin's bag, and send them on their way." And so they go, they leave, they go back. Then, then Joseph—he's really messing with their mind, isn't he?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> messing with them. He says, "Go get those guys and accuse them of stealing my cup." And so he goes and he finds them. And they say, look, we gave you that money back. We would never do anything like that. I said, besides, if you find anything here, we'll all be your slaves. And the eight says, no, I just want the one who's got the cup. He's going to be my slave. And so they start with Reuben. They open his bag. There's money in there. They go, oh, gosh, the money. What is the thing with the money? But there's no cup. And they go down through every one, every one of them breathes a sigh of relief. You know, it's not it's not us. And then they open little Benjamin's sack, and there's this cup. And the 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 rest of the guys just just heartache. What are we gonna tell our dad? We we cannot do this. So they take the long, long road back to (laughs) Egypt, wondering what in the world is gonna happen here. And so they get back. You know, Joseph can't take it anymore. He just breaks down in front of him and begins weeping and says, look, it's your brother. I'm your brother. And they're looking at him like, look like our brother. I'm really your brother. I'm the one that you all sold as a slave. And boy, then they knew who nobody knows that but us. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows that but us. Maybe he really is our brother. And so he grabbed Benjamin and he wept with him. And Benjamin wept with him. And he and he did the same thing with all his brothers. It was a wonderful, wonderful reunion. And he says, look, go get Dad. Bring him back here. There's five more years of famine. Y'all have got to come here and be with me. I'll take care of you. I'll provide for your kids. And so they get ready to leave and Joseph gives them one more piece of advice what was that stop looking at your Bible (laughs) (laughs) don't quarrel on the way now is that what you would have said I mean don't quarrel on the way I I read that the other week and I thought don't quarrel on the way is that that what you're going to tell them you know, and it could be you think about what would they talk about. Reuben, if you'd have been a, if you'd have been an older brother that'd been really strong, we'd have never got in this mess. If you'd have controlled us, you know. I mean they could have come or they could have got mad at Benjamin. Benjamin, you're the favorite again. You know. Just don't start arguing about Benjamin getting more than the rest of you did. You know, he got five changes of clothes and silver all they got was one change of clothes, so, and don't be arguing. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to tell your dad the truth. Don't be arguing about whose who's fault it was. Whatever it was, he said, <laughs> "Guys, don't quarrel." And I got to thinking about that. What what a great advice. Because what did these what did these brothers represent? They were the people of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were they were us.
1: The church. Yes,
0: yes, they were us. And where were they going? Who were they going to see? The the They're going to see their father. Mm-hmm. And where was he? He was in the promised land. He was in the promised land. Mm-hmm. The promised land. Mm-hmm. And so that's the message to us. Hey, church, you're coming to me. Mm-hmm. Don't quarrel on the way. Mm-hmm. And, and this <laughs> they were told by the redeeming, redeeming son. Yeah, exactly. And so, you think about that. This is the symptom that our nation is in. What are we doing? But, what did you say? We don't know any better. We don't know any better as a nation, as a people. It's the only thing they know to do. But, these were were the believers. We are the believers. So, why do we quarrel? We do quarrel. Mm -hmm. Why do we quarrel? Well, you know what? We quarrel for the same reason the people that don't believe quarrel. Mm -hmm. We're well, we're justified, but we're not fully sanctified. It's the only difference. Mm -hmm. And you know, I I, and you've been teaching out of James this year, so you can probably wax eloquent on some of this because I'm going to James. James with no apology. says, here's why you quarrel. Mm -hmm. You know this. Let me find it because I haven't even turned one page
1: yet.
0: (laughs) And this I have to read. Chapter 3 in James 3.16. Mm -hmm. Where there is jealousy and selfishness, there will be confusion and every kind of evil. Mm -hmm. He continues on in chapter 4. Do you know where your fights and quarrels come from? Do you know where they come from? This is a hard sentence. They come from the selfish desires that make war doesn't say among you within you. I don't like that. It's somebody else. It's somebody else. It can be me. You want things. But you don't get them. So you kill and are jealous of others. But still cannot get what you want. So you argue and fight. Mm-hmm. You don't get what you want because you don't ask God. Or when you ask, you don't receive anything. Because the reason you ask is wrong. You only want it to use it for your own pleasure. Mm-hmm. That's a hard word mm-hmm. for a believer to hear. Mm-hmm. I really feel like quarreling. You know, like Mary was saying earlier I just want to fight sometimes yeah. you
1: know yeah.
0: so but what causes quarrels where do you look for the cause of quarrels according to James here no it's there it's here that's a hard word to hear but you know the interesting thing about this is it's great to know where they, where they, where, what causes it doesn't it wouldn't it be better to know what stops it?
1: Because
0: right. yeah. yeah. it always starts, right? I probably quarrel with myself more than I quarrel with other people. You know, it's still wrong. So the enemy is in here. But James goes on. You know, he he doesn't just point a finger and say, "Guys, you got to f- figure it out. Figure it out figure out the problem here." He gives us a way to stop. Okay. One thing to recognize the source is another thing to stop. But God gives more grace. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Here's what we do. Here's how you stop. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Mm -hmm. He will flee from you. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So what do we have to do? We have to pray aright. We have to submit. We have to resist the devil. We have to draw near. We have to live right. And we have to think right. Now when you look at all those things, you realize this is going to take some amazing grace. But He gives a greater grace as we try. He sees the heart. He gives a greater grace. And so... That is, that is that is point number one. It's only two points. This is not a three-point message. This is a two-point message. So point number one is... I know I'm kind of preaching to the choir because we are pretty unified as a body, but the body of Christ is definitely a body that still quarrels. And so we just need to look at why. You know, the, the Bible says... You know, he'll heal our land if the church mm-hmm. will repent and confess their sins. Mm-hmm. So it's not up to those; it's up to us. Right. It's up to us to think right, to live right, to have integrity like Joseph did. You know, for, for some people, living in the United States is almost like living in Egypt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's you, you're if you're trying to to walk a, a, a life of integrity, you're walking against the culture pretty much. Only if you, for those of you that are in business, you know that. Um, for the, those of you who are in school, you know that. And so um, I think there's an, there was an old thing that probably predates everybody here. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those of you that remember. One of those habits is seek first to understand Mm -hmm. and then be understood. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a point to make, Mm -hmm. learn to listen first. Mm -hmm. If you listen, you'll find out where that person or group is coming from and it will help you better frame your uh, answer, your stand for the truth or whatever it is that seems to be the issue at the point. So, point number one: Let's don't quarrel on the way to the Father. Mm-hmm. Point number two is that starts with a question: Why didn't Joseph take revenge? I mean, look at his life. Yeah. Look at his life after his brothers got through with him. All that messing with their mind was for them to for them to just remember that God still sees it. God still sees what you've done and you guys need to deal with it. But Joseph didn't deal with it. He embraced them. He says, I'll provide for you. Come be here. How did he do that? How did he do that? Joseph recognized that he was just a story in the story of God. He really did. Uh, Let me just read this particular scripture. Genesis 45, 3 through 8. He said to your brothers, I am your brother Joseph. Is my father doing well? But the brothers did not answer him because they were confused and afraid. So Joseph said to his brothers again, come here to me. I beg you, come here when the brothers went to him, he said to them, I am your brother Joseph. I'm the one you sold as a slave to Egypt. Now, don't be worried. Don't be angry with yourselves for what you did. Now, listen, it was God's plan for me mm-hmm. to come here. Mm-hmm. I am here to save people's lives. Mm-hmm. This is terrible famine has continued for two years and it will continue for five more years. So God sent me here ahead of you so that I can save your people in this country. It was not your fault that I was sent here. It was God's plan. So you see, he recognized the sovereignty of God in, in this whole thing. He went through some ordeals, but if you really look at his whole life, 20, twenty a few, a few over twenty years of hardship and seventy years of blessing. So, but he recognized how can I be angry when it was God that brought me here? I don't quite like the way I got here, God, but it was you that got me here. <laughs> How, how can i how can I be angry with a sovereign God mm-hmm. that charted my path mm-hmm. you know, and so I think we have to at a minimum in the midst of our own lives where we find ourselves walking, especially in the hard times, it's like we have got to realize that we 're just a story mm-hmm. inside of the story, and it, that's that and until you recognize that, you protest. Mm-hmm. You you do all these things. You you act out. You know, and so I think the thing here for me is realizing at at the very lowest level, the story within the story is this. God is making you more like his image. Mm -hmm. That is the that is Mm. everybody has that story within a story. Whether you affect a church or a nation or a people or the destiny of God's people that's up to God how much but hit, there's this imitation mm-hmm. you can be you can live your own story or I've got a place for you in my story <clears throat> do you want to do you want to chart your own story or do you want to mm-hmm. you want to be in my story if you want to be in my story you got to be the character mm-hmm. that I've made you to be don't be trying to be somebody else let me make you into the mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. That I want you to be in my story. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you look around, you see where we are as a nation. Mm-hmm. You think, everything's out of control. It's not out of control. Mm-hmm. If, we can, if we can just see mm-hmm. that it's just a story. Our nation's just a story mm-hmm. inside of a great big story. We don't quite know what God's doing but we can trust that He knows what He's doing. Mm -hmm. You know, and the thing is, if you look at the history of God's interaction with man, Mm -hmm. you know, we're praying for revival. We're praying for, uh, you know, a move of God. Well, God's first move is usually discipline because that's what gets everybody's attention. It's not, okay, God, I know, come bless the United States because... When, when people are blessed, they really just fall on their knees and worship God, and they just stay with Him. That's not the way the Old Testament reads. So, the question is, like Joshua and Caleb, like Joseph, are we willing to go through hard times for the sake of God's story? You know, I don't know how Caleb and did that. I don't know how Joshua did that. Mm. I mean, about year 20, I'd have said, He's a bunch of idiots. <laughs> they should have listened to us. You know, God's got a plan. I don't know what His plan is. Uh, 20. Yeah. <laughs> Not <here for> you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So. I think for us I don't and I don't know what that I don't know what that upper story is. I have no idea how the United States fits into Mm -hmm. God's plan. I know he's used this nation mightily in, in, in sending the gospel around the world. Is he done with America? I don't think he's done. But the church the church needs to do its part now. You know. It's one thing like you know, whether you're for or against the president, it's a lot easier to pray for this guy than it was the last one, it seems like. But you can't stop because there was an election. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right.
0: We need to pray. Mm-hmm. We need to just obey what the Bible said. Pray That's for right. your leaders. Um, and then be people of integrity. You know, whether you find yourself in a hard place and not understanding upper story right now. Just be faithful. Mm -hmm. Joseph was just faithful. He was faithful as a slave in in Potiphar's house. He was a slave faithful, Mm -hmm. you know, um, in prison. He was faithful to Pharaoh. He sold that grain and all the money Mm -hmm. went to Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. He didn't siphon off any. He was a man of integrity. So let's just (coughs) be people of integrity and people... (coughs) That pray with a faith and a, and a, and a trust and a hope mm-hmm. that the sovereign God knows what He's up to, mm-hmm. and we just need to play our part. Mm-hmm. If all you know is that He's sanctifying me, mm-hmm. let that be the upper story until mm-hmm. He gives you revelation about any other thing that He's doing in your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: You know, Preston, write that verse right above chapter 4. 17 to 18, it just talks about the same thing. It says, The wisdom from above mm-hmm. is pure. Mm-hmm. It's peace loving. It's gentle. Mm-hmm. And it's willing to yield to others. Right. It's full of mercy and good deeds. And it shows no favoritism. Mm-hmm. It's always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Mm-hmm. And as I look on the social media sometimes, I'm like, you can get into an argument and a mm-hmm. quarrel like that. Mm-hmm. You, you, oh, it's absolutely. better to, you know, I mean, this is peace. peaceful. Mm-hmm. What you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, that, that is a practical outworking mm-hmm. of what you're talking mm-hmm.
0: about. It's peaceful, and I think maybe New American 10 says it's reasonable, easily entreated. Yeah. And so, if it's the truth, the truth just stands there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All kind of confusion can be around it. All kind of, everything can be around it. But if it's the truth, the truth just does not move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to yell back because the person knows it's the truth, right. and the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. will stand behind that. Will convict that it's the truth. So God has a plan for Lisa's life. It baffles me, but I'm sure that He does. <laughs> 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 <Maybe. laughs> Even has a plan for Grant.
1: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. there is. So sure. Y'all yeah. look on page. Y'all look on page twenty six.